your weekly fix of Asian music. This is Asian Pop Nation. Welcome everybody to this episode of Asia Pop Nation here on Sin. My name is Leisha, the executive producer of APN. And not gonna lie, I am feeling a little bit under the weather, but the two songs that we played just now really kind of boost my mood a little bit up and I kind of wish they could also boost my immune system. Um, Let's just talk about these two songs we played just now. We first played the latest song to come out of Rina Sawayama with her new song titled Hold the Girl, which fun fact is gonna be the title track for her second album coming out on September 2nd. So be sure to pencil that in on your calendar. We then also played the latest comeback track to come from the iconic Korean girl group, Girl Generation, with their new song titled Forever One. Now, I am just excited about these songs, plus all of the other songs that we're going to be playing on this episode, because we're doing a little bit of a catch-up. If you listened to our show last week, you knew that we did a little bit of a throwback show. If you want to listen to that, be sure to check out our Asia Foundation podcast, available anywhere and everywhere you stream your podcast off. But yeah, that one, we did a little bit of a throwback. So for this week, we're playing a little bit of a catch-up game with playing a lot of new Asian music that has come out in the past two weeks or so and so 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 excited to get into these songs but we also have our APN team tonight of Zenia, Lee, Tracy, and JP who are gonna come together to talk about topics such as Singaporean inspired baby names as well as the new films that have come out such as Bullet Train plus two new TV shows such as Miss Marvel and Partner Track and some more interesting topics. That's the best word I can describe. You're just gonna have to wait and listen to see what I mean by that. But yeah, I'm so excited for you guys to listen into this show. And let's just get back to the music right now because again, we have a whole stack of new music that we just want to highlight. Starting with this new Japanese track to come from a Korean girl group, we have Twice with their new song titled Celebrate. So I guess Let's celebrate this show together here on Asian Pop Nation. Hey, you're tuning in to Asian Pop Nation here on Sin. My name is Leisha, and let's talk to the three songs that we played just now. We first played the latest track to come out of Twice. It is one of their Japanese singles this time with the song titled Celebrate. We then moved on with a new song, another Japanese track this time, called Change by Awa. Before moving along with this new song to come out of Korean girl group Purple Kiss with their song titled Nerdy. A very appropriate title, I feel, for this topic that we're going to be talking about right now, as we're going to dive a little deeper into Miss Marvel, one of the newer TV shows that have come out from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And yeah, I watched it a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to gather the whole team around in a little virtual campfire to talk a little bit about the show. And not gonna lie, I feel like I rambled a little bit about it, so I do apologize in advance. So we are going back in time a little bit since we are actually talked about this show called Miss Marvel way back in season one. I don't know if any of you guys remember. That was a very long time. But we were talking about it when the trailer only had just dropped. And we were just like, oh, yeah, no, it looks really cool, very colorful, very fun. Well, now the show has already been out. It launched back in June 8th and ended already. It's it's six episode run on the 13th of July. And I watched the whole thing like 
two weeks oh. ago. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's pretty cool. Wait, how long is it? Um, six episodes. <laughs> six episodes? Wait, is that long for a TV show? I don't watch too many. Um, it's quite short. How long was each episode? I think around 40 ish minutes long that's oh, really short oh, wow. yeah that's sort of short yeah apparently this is like the quote-unquote marvel formula at the moment with all of their new series that's oh. going on at the moment and people have some qualms about it i'll get into it a little bit later i guess but yes we're gonna be talking a little bit about miss marvel i guess generally generally my thoughts about miss marvel because i think i'm the only one who's seen it but yeah I, you are but i would love the entire <laughs> team to just interrogate me about this entire show since i myself watched it two weeks ago and oh, hell yeah. pieces and pieces i want like whatever anyways okay yeah. so hey, listen Leisha. first off before uh i ask you about your thoughts tell me what the story is about of course yes so miss marvel is the series itself is an origin story of a newcomer superhero that's coming to the mcu kamala Ooh. khan aka miss marvel she is a muslim pakistani american teenager from jersey city who essentially she goes from being a massive like avengers fan like she even goes to like avengers con <laughs> which is like the comic that's a of, thing that's a thing in marvel universe like they acknowledge that uh, the avengers are so famous in their world that they have an avengers con anyway oh, that's so funny it's, it's kind of funny and then yeah it's kind of cute though how she like her arc is her from becoming a big fan especially of like captain marvel um to having powers of her own so you get to watch Ooh. her kind of being from a fan of superheroes to actually being a superhero herself very cute very nice and yeah kamala khan is played by iman valina and she is a 19 year old pakistani canadian actress who actually made her on-screen debut in this series so this is like her oh first this is her ever. first time ever acting on screen literally yeah. it's like her Ooh. first one it's crazy was she was she good Oh yeah, no, she's actually like fantastic. I think if there's one, the biggest compliment I can give to the series is definitely the casting of Iman because yeah, she nailed it. Especially for like her first role, I was she's very captivating and first very role. yeah, and she she plays out. I mean, she plays out very well, just being a very like fun, spongy like teenager. And yeah, I I'm so excited for all of her future future projects especially the fact that she is going to be in the marvels movie which is coming out in 2023 so first off leisha did he actually like it like was it good oh i really like it i thought it was very nice uh i like initially way? oh okay so i initially watched it because i heard that there was a lot of people not happy about the show when it was first starting out so i was kind of like what the heck is going on why are they so angry why are people so angry i think i mean my conclusion is that it's just kind of like the turning red effect again where people oh, are just yeah. kind of like i can't Asians. relate i can't relate to this teenager girl because i'm a white man anyways oh wow <laughs> oh. Hey, all right. Like you said it that really fast just to like rip the band-aid off. Anyway, that's good. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a very fun and charming origin story. I think it's like a nice little light at the end of the tunnel, very fun. It has its serious notes, of course, but the it is overall just a very nice and fun, like pleasant, charming story. I really like the um stylistic choices they make in the show sometimes because Kamala is a very like okay, she's a quite imaginative like teenager. She is a big like nerd if that's the word they want Nerds. to use in movies nerd you know likes her video games likes her comics like on the movies um and stuff like that so and obviously the big one she's a big avengers fan and 
yeah, I just thought it was very lighthearted, very fun. Um, I think overall I gave it like a four and a half out of five because I thought the villains' um, stories weren't super fleshed out. And also I don't like the whole six episode only run for like 40 plus minutes or whatever, but... Oh. Is there what is it about this story that makes it like unique? Again, I think the big one is that it's just the current MCU like movies and shows and stuff, understandably, because they're going through the pain and suffering of all these superheroes, the original. Oh, wait, ones. yeah, it's like, yeah. it's just comfy. Yeah, and hers is yeah. just much more lighthearted light and fun. And again, there are a, quite a lot of serious tones. Like, there's a whole episode about like the um partition that actually legitimately is an event that happened between pakistan and india back in like oh. the 90s. yeah very, very long time ago um, actual politics down actual things that actually occurred in real world things but obviously take up a grain of salt because it's a remake like in like marvel lens so yeah <laughs> so don't expect historical accuracy is what i'm saying but uh-huh. but yeah that's an example it's probably some serious i remember I can't pinpoint an exact scene, but I remember like tearing up at one point. Um, I'm pretty sure it was just because I saw a happy shot of like Kamala's family. Oh, and I was like, oh my god! Oh, that's the biggest selling point of this movie. Kamala is probably the only MCU hero at the moment that actually has a family that is all alive and are all supportive of right, her yeah. being a superhero. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't want to talk too much about the the love interest. She has like two main love interests in the oh, show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zenia, your category. Romance. Let's go. I hate love triangles. They oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> I feel like it's technically a love square in oh, my head. Yeah. <laughs> in Please. my head canon, it's a love square. But I think realistically, the show is only going for a love triangle. There is Bruno, who's our obligatory white man. Anyways. <laughs> Wow. No, Bruno. He, no, Bruno. No, he is Kamala's best friend. One of Kamala's best friends. That's Nakia, who's her other best friend. She's great as well. I wish she had a lot more screen time. Anyways, um, so there's Bruno, best friend, but then slowly there's like the new guy who comes in school and like his name is Kamran, and Kamala immediately has a crush on him because he's new, he's got an accent quintessential criteria for high school romances the new boy in town with a nice accent um and like they have is it british british i don't don't know okay and they also have like cultural connection as well so they were both like oh my god like they bonded over shower khan movies and stuff in the car anyways (laughs) very romantic um (laughs) it's like bonding i don't know with someone over their anime taste anyways um which imagine imagine oh anyways um but yeah then only after kamala starts hanging out with kamran is bruno like oh my god i'm jealous and i'm like (laughs) away but i don't like kamran as a love interest either so to me the love triangle doesn't exist because i don't think those two pairings like i don't shiver with that guy and i don't shiver with this guy um and i like her with this one side character which i know will never come back again so but yeah um i guess now passing over the question to our listeners if you have watched miss marvel let us know what you think about the show through our social medias at asian pop nation instagram facebook and twitter 
Hello, hello, everyone. You are listening to Asian Papa Nation here on Sin. My name is Leisha, and we're going to be talking through these three songs that we played just now. Starting first with this song titled High Teen by Kim Adam featuring Yvonne Sok of Daybreak. We then moved on with a new track to come out of Ginger Root with his song titled Holy Hell. Fun fact, he also has a new EP titled Nisei Mono, which is coming out on September 9th. So also pencil that in into your calendar. And the final song that we played comes from Loco and Hwasa with their new song titled Somebody. Now, speaking of a certain somebody, we're going to be talking about a certain person who has made a video on TikTok talking about some baby names that could potentially be the official name of their future child. And since they are currently living in Singapore, they thought they would reach into the internet to tell some of the Singaporean-inspired baby names that they have in mind. So listen in to our segment right now where we're going to be going in depth into one of those names exactly and because you get to hear our live reaction into these names so recently there was a tiktok video that came into our radar of an american woman who is based in singapore seeking for some potential baby names since she announced her pregnancy last month so it seems like she wanted to go for a more interesting name that reflects on the fact that she lives in Singapore at the moment since in her video it's titled Singapore inspired baby names wait what do you mean by Singapore inspired you're gonna find uh, out you'll JP. see JP. <laughs> yeah okay, you're, you're all the, right. you you should be very familiar with yeah some I was terms. Singaporean for like two years yeah <laughs> yeah all right let's go for it all right first one Laksa huh like the dish oh wow we're jumping we're jumping straight to and her explanation is it's like very foxy very mysterious very chic <laughs> this girl would be like a bad <laughs> why dude dude that's like naming your kid like curry noodles, curry noodles. <laughs> come on man why does like why is it foxy is it foxy because it sounds exotic that's kind of problematic <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm still thinking because, like, when I looked at the video, she referred to this one as one of the girl names that she was thinking of. And then I'm just like, Luxa? I'm just like, Yeah, Luxa. That just what? makes me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> don't it's eat like, call your kid Chicken McNuggets. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, you can't be doing that. It's because she never actually has Luxa, maybe. And she's no, like, maybe. hey, this is a special thing for when I'm you know, reserved for the times when I'm feeling especially adventurous. That's why it's like, <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Next one is Kaya, which is like that coconut milk spread. Oh yeah. I think Kaya is kind of cute. Yeah, Kaya's an actual name. Yeah. Yeah. And it works too in the context of like in being in Singapore. Since in like in Singapore they speak Malay as well. And Kaya in Malay means rich. So you're you're setting them up for Speaking of crazy, crazy rich, rich Asians. Asians. <laughs> what? Marina is the next one. Marina. Marina Bay Sands. And it was the final building shot in Crazy Rich Asians. Lol. Oh. <laughs> Marina out. is okay, but it would be a bit cringe. <laughs> Your name's Marina after Marina Bay <laughs> Sands. Sands. Your wow. name's like, Eiffel. <laughs> <after> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, it's just that's a bit cringe. Your name she is after the she is tower, like that. <laughs> but if, if the kid was never told what they were named after, it would be like, yeah, oh, that's a nice nod because it's like an actual name, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Marina is yeah. a very like common chicken name. McNuggets or anything like I that. I was yeah. named after Marina Bay Sands. What about you? <laughs> what about <laughs> you? McNuggets sticks for us. <laughs> wow. Yes. Next we- one is. A Fullerton? Oh, yeah, I hate this one the most. Fullerton. Ooh, Ooh Tracy's got a For vendetta a boy, against it's a boy name. Why do you it's hate this, Tracy? Name. I just don't like... Um, It's just very... Fullerton. Imagine being a little baby boy called Fullerton. Actually, that's kind of hilarious. Fullerton <laughs> is just like a pretentious rich kid in like a sitcom, or like a black... In, in like succession or something. Fullerton is just like... First of all, it's a luxury hotel chain. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the name, yeah, the name comes from there. Yeah. What? Imagine uh-huh. seeing a, like a luxury, like a hotel chain, and being like, "God damn, what a great name for a kid!" Oh. What are the connotations there? <laughs> Her explanation Fullerton Millington I mean This guy is already The chief executive officer Of some bank somewhere Oh just wow Come on Setting him up at, setting the sa- him up at the same time though Like the type of name You, you have Can affect How your life rolls out sometimes Yeah so if you're True. Fullerton You get laughed at Every single day <laughs> <you're> like, right, <laughs> Yeah <laughs> You got two choices: become a CEO or depressed, or, or a building, or, or a nice building. resort. In- a nice oh, resort. God. Become a luxury hotel chain. Yeah. <laughs> um. Last name is Xian. It's a very popular English term that comes from Hokkien, and it's pretty much a word you use to express that something is bothersome, tiring, or boring. Her explanation is she would pronounce it more like. Sean, if it's a boy's <laughs> name, but she would pronounce it like Xian if it's a girl's name. And her explanation is Xian is quirky, unlike the definition of the English term. He is not boring, he's very interesting, very well read. Oh, <laughs> what? So quirky. <laughs> so quirky. That one's the weirdest one for me, honestly. Yeah. That, that one takes the cake for me, personally. Why would you, you? You're just naming your kid a disappointment right at the outset. It's Literally. Annoying that, one, kid. that one's just. Actually, odd. it's Sean, guys. Sean. <laughs> the thing is, there is actually already a name, Sean, which is spelled C I A N in uh-huh. the, um, the Irish. Like, it's an Irish name. That's why it's spelled differently. C I A N is like an actual name. So she could just use that. But no, the S I A N. It makes it Singaporean and also gives it that fun connotation of being troublesome and annoying because don't we just all want that for our kids to just know how troublesome and annoying they are? <laughs> no, why would you name your kid this? It's crazy. That one's just, that was just the weirdest one to me because I'm like trying to think like, what if I, like, was a parent, I use like a popular like slang term or whatever to name my child. <laughs> like, I don't know, like Malaysia, if I put like, like if I name my child like Walao or like La, I'll be like, Oh, the love of society. What would be like an English equivalent in terms of like the cringe level? Naming your kid heck, yeah, that's naming your kid poggers. Poggers. Yeah. No. Name your kid Omega Lol. Omega Lol. Name your kid Copium. No. (laughs) Copium. Copium. Well, Copium. Well, Copium. Don't say that. (laughs) My little pog champ. No. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. 
Oh, well, well, our little listener pog champs. Oh no! Like so, <laughs> so pog champs. We can't if end you like have that. Any thoughts about these singlish baby names? Let us know on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Asian Pop Nation. That was the worst ending. Of- <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Me now. Why did I come? Why did you come? All yeah. <laughs> aboard. <laughs> to the Asian Foundation train here on the scene. I don't know where I was going with that intro. You would think I had like a nice setup in the beginning that I knew what to say afterwards. Apparently not. So let's just cut to the chase. Let's get to the music that we played just now. We first played the latest track to come from the one and only Jackson Wang with his new song titled Cruel. The music video is amazing, by the way. Please do watch it. We then moved on with a new collaboration track by The Attire featuring Song from The Rose with the song titled Sriracha before moving along with another collaboration track, this time with the song called What's Wrong by Minute featuring 123 Cocky, which actually comes from the new EP titled Love Me or Hate Me. Now, that is definitely an interesting EP title and I think a good sentiment to what some of our team members might feel when we're talking about this new movie, which is actually out in cinemas at the moment, but none of us have watched it yet, but we still wanted to talk about it. Yes, we're going to be talking about the latest film starring Brad Pitt called Bullet Train. And you'll see what I mean about how this film has this kind of feeling like we don't know if we want to hate it or love it necessarily. So I guess join us in the slight confusion. Bullet Train! Yay! Does everyone know what Bullet Train is? Alicia, I know you know what Bullet Train is. Yeah, the, those are like the really popular trains that everyone likes to take in Japan that take you to point A to point B in a very oh, speedy time. no, no, no. Time. I'm talking about another sort of um, bullet train. This one's got Brad Pitt in it. So for the uninitiated bullet train, uh, we're not actually talking about bullet trains here. We're talking about a movie that is coming out. It's one of the latest Hollywood action comedy films, which I believe at the time of recording, August 4th, it's uh, it's already released. So by the time you uh, listen to this, you can probably already watch it. So Bullet Train, it is directed by David Leach and stars, of course, the Brad Pitt himself as a trained assassin. His name is Ladybug in the story. And uh, he is basically sent to Japan in order to get a single briefcase from a bullet train from Tokyo to Kyoto. But things go from bad to very, very worse. Like It's a very crazy, you know, action-packed story. Yeah. Um, very notable in that it has many star-studded Hollywood cast members playing a lot of the main roles for this movie, such as Joey King, Ryan, Tyree Henry, and Aaron Taylor-Johnson, alongside other actors like Andrew Koji, Hiroyuki Sanada, Michael Shannon, and Bentio A. Martinez, Ocasio, aka Bad Bunny, uh, in this story. Uh, and they all play uh, various different assassins who all fight it out on this train, uh, presumably for this briefcase. So this film is actually based on a 2010 Japanese dark comedic thriller novel, uh, which was written by Kotaro Isaka. Uh, the original title of the book was called Maria Beetle before it was translated in English back in 2021 as Bullet Train. Um, so yes, I've seen some of the trailers. I think it looks quite interesting. It's pretty zany, pretty fun. But I'm pretty sure um, a lot of the people here have uh, many things to roast about this movie. Like, 
Well, I just opened up this trailer and got jump scared by the very first thing being a shot of Brad Pitt going, Konnichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Tracy, you have to understand. That is literally the promo clip I see every time I'm scrolling my internet. It's just like, oh, I'm scrolling through Instagram, bam. It's just him going, Konnichiwa. And I'm like, go away, Brad Pitt. That's awesome. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's all that... That encapsulates this film entirely. Hey, Lee, as a marketing student, I just need to ask you, how good of a marketing thing is is it? Think of a cheese speechless. <laughs> it's so good, I'm speechless. <laughs> I love it. Brad Pitt is just like, Konnichiwa. I hate it. <laughs> you hate it? it? It's like one of those things where it's marketed so much that you don't want to watch it anymore. No, she's so right. I mentioned as many times off air of my deep hatred for the promotion of this movie. Just in my local, like, just CBD area. Just I want to take a tram, rapid spaces there. I want to just, like, walk home, bam, the poster's just up there. He's I want to scroll on Instagram, Konnichiwa, said by Brad Pitt. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> that alone i am like oh i'm anti this movie but i watched the trailer i'm like oh yeah i guess it's pretty fun or whatever but like brad pitt just that alone i am like i got a personal hatred for this movie i don't care how good it would be <laughs> like when you actually think about the plot or like casting i know that was an interesting one that people initially brought up when i guess the trailers and stuff came up since it is based on a japanese novel wow <laughs> Oh yes, that's interesting. <laughs> there, there is a lot of contention about that, and that um, even though it's a Japanese novel, there actually aren't many Japanese actors um, playing any of the main roles. I think the only Japanese actors really um, in this film are this certain like a criminal family, um, and apparently they're really central to the story. Uh, but beyond that, no. Any thoughts on that? Well, this article, <laughs> oh JP, for JP, this article also points out that like. Um, seeing uh, like stuff with an old Japanese cast hasn't done super well outside of like art house releases in uh-huh. the years, so they might just be like unadventurous, you know. They're just like, yeah, you know, Korean stuff is popping off, but like casting a bunch of Japanese people that's like a bit too far, you know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, and also this interview from the um, the director, I mean, not the director, the original author. Does anyone have thoughts on it? Yes, he has come out saying a few things about it. He's just like chill, basically. Yeah. Like, you know, these characters, I wasn't, I didn't want to, I wasn't setting out to say anything poignant about Japan with this. You know, they could really be any ethnicity. I don't really care. It's the author's main takeaway. He's just happy that it's a, yeah, like becoming a movie mainly. Dude, honestly, at that point, I'd be pretty fine with it too. Like, come on, it's a Hollywood film. Yeah, that's the thing too, right? Yeah. So it's a Hollywood production, and uh-huh. like there is undoubtedly very strong star power with just the cast alone. So, like, maybe the effects of this will be like people will want to read the original novel after they watch the movie. Again, we don't, I mean, I could search now based on like early reviews of what people think about the movie, but maybe if it's like really bad, people are like, oh, maybe the original source material is better, or it's like, it's really good, and people are like, oh, maybe the original source material gave, like, a lot more, I don't know, complexity, lore, like, lore-based stuff, since with books, lore. lore, because this books, you can detail, like, you can go into more detail without, like, a movie runtime type of thing, so mm-hmm. maybe in a way, like, from his perspective, he goes to see this, like, oh, yeah, cool, like, 
yeah, it's a nice like Hollywood film. And at the end of the day, like, I don't know, it's like it's centralized back to his novel and he will at the end of the day kind of get like. He's going to get some exposure for sure. He's going to get that coin for sure. Oh, yeah. Coin. coin of, by the coin. Those rep- royalties. That rap, 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 Brad Pitt. And bum, 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 bad bunny. I'm curious, would any of us actually go see it minus JP because he's already expressed very Yes, I would. Yeah, I would, Look, I would I, definitely watch this. I wouldn't watch it by myself. It'd be like one of those things you've got mm. all your friends over and like, oh, let's watch a movie. I'll yeah, look. It's, it's a fun it's movie. This movie. It looks like you yeah. should totally watch it. It's like Sharknado. you know it's like it's so bad but it's so much more fun to watch Xenia it could be good it could actually it probably it probably is better than we think it's gonna be we're just being negative Nancy's because we hate Brad Pitt (laughs) it's like why is Brad Pitt the star of a Japanese book adaptation obviously why not Konnichiwa That shows his solidarity for all Asians <laughs> the moment he said that. So obviously that gives him the full free pass. Like Scarlett Johansson, right? He's an right? ally. He's, He's an Asian ally. ally. Asian <laughs> ally. Like Scarlett Johansson, of course. Like we Honor- need more, guys. He's an honorary Japanese. <laughs> That's why he's fighting Japanese assassins. <laughs> yeah. In this bullet train. Wow. And endangering the lives of other random people who are trying to go on this train just to go on a nice trip. Maybe Brad Pitt's the villain. You know what? We should have a movie from the perspective of these assassins. I'm sure they have something they'd want to say. Yeah. Really, and that's like, they really aren't all these people assassins. They're all yeah, they're all assassins. Them. They're trying to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the whole fun of it. I think it's gonna. No one is gonna think about this movie. I think we've talked about this movie more than literally anyone anyone else has, except apart from people who had to work on the marketing for this movie. Uh, you're right. Uh, <laughs> See, we are secretly oh, passionate yeah. about this. <laughs> Oh my God. I will say that my only exposure to it is that um that bill you know that that wall outside Melbourne Central that gets hand painted well they've literally hand painted a movie poster for Bullet Train onto it which oh. feels insulting to the artists. Um, <laughs> I always see it; coins. it's fully painted, but I never see anyone painting it. Maybe I'm oh, just I've seen people paint it. Ah, always, yeah. yeah, they're like, real people, not like <laughs> they just pull up with a bunch of paint and they just paint. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, 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 that's right, Xenia. It's time for the segue. Uh, listen, our dear listeners. Uh, the L doesn't work as well, yeah, I no, must say. It doesn't, no. um, if you're going to race like a bullet to the yes, cinemas. Yes, you're going to race like a bullet to the cinemas for this bullet of a movie. <laughs> Leave a comment on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at uh, 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 Asian Pop Nation. Oh my god, they're going to turn off their radios. <laughs> god will not forgive us for this. Hey, it's me, Leisha here from Asian Pop Nation here on Sin. You just heard four, actually, four really nice tracks that we played just now. First, we played two songs, which were requested by our listener, Matthew. Thank you, by the way. We first played the song titled Zetai Kekon Chiyo Nai by Sisters Anima. But we're moving on with a song titled Nippon Tsesuketsuka by Susie. And then moving along, we played the latest song to come out of 80s called Gorilla, which actually was 
kind of sort of maybe requested by one of our former APN EPs and a special place in our hard team member, Celeste. Celeste, we miss you, by the way. <laughs> Moving along, though, we then played another new Korean track, this time coming from Korean soul artist Yena with her new song titled Smartphone. Definitely appropriate since we're going to be talking about an interesting topic about a certain man who used quite a lot of batteries as a method of charging his smartphone. Um, yes, and we're talking about traditional batteries that you can buy at convenience stores and not like a phone charger. There's a lot of layers into the story, kind of like an onion, <laughs> but we're going to help explain a little bit about the situation right now. Uh, so do you guys like batteries? Well, I do too. They're really good. They're very useful. You use them all the time because uh, everything is digital these days. But there is a very strange man in Japan who has a very interesting way of uh, disposing of his batteries. So this little story, this happened at about 5th of July. And this 23-year-old man was spotted throwing a 1.5 liter plastic drink bottle into a nearby agricultural canal. This was in Japan, I believe in Fukuchiyama city in Kyoto prefecture. However, the catch is that within this 1.5 liter bottle was a bunch of batteries, about uh, 100 of them. And apparently this was not the only bottle that he threw in. So about, uh, they're guessing since May of this year, he'd thrown about 20 other bottles into the same canal and they were all filled with about 100 batteries each and of course he was definitely questioned for why in the world he was doing this and apparently he used these batteries in order to uh, charge his phone so his mobile phone charger runs on these double a batteries and he'd been going through about 40 to 50 a day to keep his phone working uh, so yes very very interesting man lots of uh, comments online some people say uh of course, that doesn't make sense, you know, uh, where are the outlets? Is he not near any outlets? Like, what is he doing with these batteries? What kind of games is he playing? In terms of, uh, let's say for people that don't live in Japan, uh, AA batteries, I guess just like every other place, um, are very, very available. Like, there are a lot of 100 yen shops in Japan. They're basically like $1, $2 shops. And you can get batteries of up to uh, 12 for just about, I don't know, 72 cents in us dollars i guess but uh yeah i don't know it's a very very extremely inefficient way to live i must say all right i'm gonna ask a very open question to all of you reflect back on your lives on your about 20 years of being on this hellish earth what are the most inefficient things that you do every day that you really should stop but keep doing <laughs> i have an answer but it's super boring oh you should tell Go. us um, I still don't have my driver's license. Uh huh. And so I went through commuting to my uni. It's like three hours a day of commuting. Yeah. For my bloody five year degree. Uh huh. Um, and I never learned how to drive. So if I just learned to drive before I went to uni or while I was at uni, I would have saved hundreds and thousands of hours of my life uh, not commuting because it takes one and a half, uh, one to one and a half hours, sometimes two hours to get there, but it takes half an hour to drive there. <laughs> oh, I see. Wow, that's depressing. I don't know. I, I usually think that um, public commuting is pretty efficient because like when you're driving, you can't really do anything else. Like you have to drive. But if you're on a train, you can like, you know, read a book or do homework or whatever. Yeah, that's because you live on a train line uh, and they, they do announcements. So you don't oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like. 
And the worst thing about commuting is the waiting for the bus and changing at the station. Oh, waiting at right. the station for another bus. You can't do anything because if you're like reading something on your phone, the bus will pass you by. They will not oh. give. Oh, you're mostly in buses, time. aren't you? Yep. Oh, okay. That that sounds about right. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Learn to drive. Yes, as I said, very boring. Yeah. No, but that's true. That's true. It's efficiency. It's efficiency thing. How about you, Alicia? I'm trying to think though. I also uh been just pushing off getting a driver's license and just learning how to drive. That's oh really? Of cars in general. If you're uh-huh. born and raised in an Asian country, just cars are very terrifying in general. Oh uh-huh, yeah. Um yeah, and like I don't know, I'm also like Tracy, where it's just very boring, like everyday things. I don't think I'm doing anything super drastic that's like no, I don't think anyone can beat this guy. The, like, yeah, yeah, beyond just else. like mindlessly going on my phone when I know I should be doing a report that's like due uh-huh. in like an hour, but I'm just sitting there mm-hmm. scrolling on videos, that type of thing. Yeah. I got I got that same thing, except it's with my brain. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, like when I wake up, instead of, you know, actually getting up and, you know, getting ready for the day, I lay there for like 30 minutes to an hour. Oh, no, wait, you're so right. Right, you know? I actually do that too. And I was, I always tell my mom I'm just marinating. Marinating. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a very, don't like think about that term too much. But I just like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just cozying it up in my like little blanket and just staring at the ceiling. Yeah. Thinking absolutely nothing. And like it, it's even worse when you wake up on a good day. Like you wake up, you're like, "Oh, you had a really refreshing night's sleep." And so you know, of course, you have the energy to go up, but you don't. You just yeah. like lay there. <laughs> just it's so dumb. <laughs> is this mental illness or is it normal? Uh, who knows? Yeah, if <laughs> you, I'm really not sure. <laughs> yeah, if you know, please let us. You know, please leave a comment on our. <laughs> please help. On our social. Help us. Please help us. Yeah. I have an angle on this Japanese man. I think oh, yes. this man is definitely not using it to charge his phone batteries. I think he's just consuming them like some sort of weird SCP character what? that survives off of um, like <laughs> battery. Like he's actually like oh, he's charging himself. He's charging. <laughs> he is. He's oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how else would that explain? He's like twenty-three years old, man. Yeah. Why he, would you? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he's he's a strange man. I really do wish we could get him here on the show. <laughs> did he go to jail or just arrested i'm not sure like would you jail someone for this like that's know, it's pretty much it's a big environmental. going to jail for, for this <laughs> my god oh my yeah god. You know? it's like you have a hardened criminal in the same cells like hey what do you get in here for uh, it's like i threw batteries <laughs> in the river. Oh, i shit. mean all i need to do is tell him like support him to the nearest battery disposable facility and also like just buy him a phone charger yeah <laughs> Yes, yeah, that can. I guess would be my answer. Yeah. Hey, can. Lee, you haven't shared anything inefficient about your life yet. <laughs> I was going to join in with two things: no license, commuting to uni for like an hour and a half uh-huh. every day, and also, as soon as I wake up, I just go on my phone. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's like, wow, I woke up at such a nice time, and I'll lay there for like an hour or two, and then get up and be like damn why why did i what's wrong with me yeah you know you could have used that time to you know you could have read something yeah no you could have done some writing did a little light exercise jp i started reading on the train oh yeah how's that great i'm halfway through harry potter harry potter oh no it's not of azkaban 
I've had oh. this book for like five years. To be fair, that's the best one in the series. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, yeah because movie. I like fun backstories about like people having friends. You know, that's always fun. <laughs> Amazing, I remember. Oh and it had Lupin, who was my favorite, like Professor of the Dark Arts. Oh, yeah. Why are we talking about Harry Potter? Oh, yeah, because Lee started reading. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but yes, reading is good. Yeah, Lee, do you do that super fun thing after you wake up late where you like beat yourself up for not like getting out of bed earlier? Yes. And then ruminate upon it? Yes, yeah, the ruminating, yeah. And unhealthy and Yay. Yay. Yeah, that's, you heard it here first, folks. Please help us, listener. Yeah, that's why yes. listeners give us your tips. I know we're always saying like like what was it when you got the tip and we're like guys like what do you think about what we have to say yes, but no yes, we want now we're serious we need <laughs> you to tell us what to do yes please face okay facebook twitter and instagram at asian pop nation if you have advice for us for love of god please <laughs> help us we're dying we're struggling 20 <laughs> somethings and yes Hello everyone, you are tuned into Asian Pop Nation right here on Sin. My name is Leisha and let's talk to the three songs that we played just now. We first played a new song to come out of Zuzina with her song titled Fault, which comes from her new EP titled Personnel. We then played a new song to come out of Taiwanese artist Chichi with her song titled Waves. And lastly, we played another new track to come out of female artist MXM Tune with her new song titled Kaleidoscope, which is actually a deluxe track from her album Rising. Now, all these new songs definitely means that we're going to be talking about something very new which just came out. We're going to be talking about a trailer for a new series titled Partner Track and you may hear some of our conflicting opinions and thoughts about this show that's coming up but maybe us putting out there in the radar might pique someone's interest so let's listen in right now. So two weeks ago, Netflix unveiled a new trailer for its upcoming series called Partner Track, which will be releasing on August 26. This 10-episode series is based on a 2013 novel of the same name by the Chinese-American author Helen Wen. The story itself follows the character Ingrid Yun, who would be played by actress Arden Cho as a first-generation Korean-American woman and the first lawyer in her family. Ingrid has her eyes set on being the first minority woman to make partner at this very prestigious but old-school New York City law firm. Based on the synopsis provided by Netflix and the trailer, the show Partner Track will definitely have an audience watch how exactly Ingrid will be able to balance her current career ambitions Friends, family expectations, and romance too. The three uh, white men. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like, oh, the three pinnacles of character progression. But yes, that too. Yeah, we're square? Just- Crazy. The author Helen Wan practiced law in New York City for over 15 years, according to her Wikipedia. So this is probably heavily autobiographical elements of this. Three men after her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Maybe she just conflated the timelines, you know, and they're all based on different sort of annoying lawyer dudes who are into her. I don't know. Annoying lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great lawyer dudes. Fine. Yeah. Acceptable. Fine, Could acceptable some... folks. <laughs> 
We sound like we have a personal vendetta against law, like people who work in law. <laughs> and I'm purpose that I do not. I have a good friend who <laughs> studies law. It's great. Yeah, me too. I have a friend who's about to go into law school. I mean, yeah, let's be honest. Cutting to the chase, the romance aspect, I do not care about at all. That's just, yeah, I'm just going out there. I just don't really care too much about romances anymore that are like asian pro tag but their only options are three white men anyway <laughs> um every segment is just me going so fast saying white men but i'm just kind of done with that like narrative at the moment what is so hard about some of the people color around like i don't know okay whatever. Hey, hey, now they have one black person in this tv show like just a nice like <laughs> side character best friend trope that we've already seen like 20 times guys please get netflix this is why you're losing like freaking subscribers every month whatever anyways yeah so i definitely don't care about so much about the romance aspect i'm definitely more curious about like like what tracy said earlier since the novel is like Helen Wan herself did work in like did she work in like a law firm herself yeah she did yeah so I'm more interested about the side of the story which is about like I guess Ingrid the character of how she will be trying to get to I guess the top ranks and stuff in this law firm old school New York City law firm I mean it's a reality that probably a lot of like people go to on a day-to-day basis of wanting to be of higher position in corpo industries yeah, so definitely more interested in that perspective. It is only 10 episodes, though, so I don't know how much groundbreaking like commentary and stuff that's going to be. But either way, my main stance is that I'm just excited that Arden Cho is being a main role in a show that is on a big platform, even though I just said Netflix is losing subscribers by the month. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm happy for her in that case. And I think Tracy definitely has a lot more background knowledge of Arden Cho's, like... You're really overstating my Arden Cho knowledge. I think most people would know her for, like, what was it, Teen Wolf? Mm -hmm. I I mainly know her because of the fact that she was in a bunch of Ryan Heger videos back in, like, 2010, including his groundbreaking mini-movie that he made with Wong Fu Productions, Agents of Secret Stuff. She was the main love interest in that. I thought that movie was the absolute pinnacle of filmmaking when I was like 12 and it's crazy because she's gone from that to like being the main character of a Netflix series. It's exciting to see, exciting but also quite interesting because I know some people have comments about this about people who they've seen their faces and I familiarized them as just being people who exist from like internet world and now they're like in like film and television world and like that gap is Mm. It it used to be a far, far bigger gap, definitely way back in like those days when that Agent of Secret stuff thing came out because I just searched up that came out 11 years ago. Wow. But (laughs) nowadays, the gap is not so present anymore. I don't know. Two days ago, I saw like Liza Koshi, who I don't know if you guys know. She's like YouTuber. And I just recently saw that she is a judge for, I think... So you think you can dance or something? And she's judged with Nick Jonas and Shakira. And I was like, in my head, I never pictured an internet personnel surrounded by two people who I guess you quote unquote call like traditional celebrities or whatever. And it's just so interesting to see that for me personally. But I don't know. What do you guys think? 
I remember when, like, I saw a blog post or something that was like, oh my god, check out this wacky Asian girl who raps about her pussy, and now, like, Aquafina is oh. <laughs> doing movies. It's just, hey, like, wow. They were in Vine yesterday, and oh, no, they're the next Marvel superhero now. Do we have any actual thoughts about, like, this TV show? It definitely seems like um, a TV show. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I thought it would be like a nice romance, but it seems like one of those enemies to lovers kind of romances that are too steamy for them to be wholesome. And I, <laughs> I like the wholesome ones more. Mm. But I, I think it's interesting. I don't know too much about the lore world, never really interested me. I probably won't watch the series, but I'm sure clips will circulate online and I'll watch it vicariously through them. I mean, it's nice. Don't know much about her background, just know based on the discussions we've had about Teen Wolf in the past. But good for her. Good for her. I guess, yeah. I mean, in conclusion, Lister can probably tell this, like, series that's about to happen. Definitely, in terms of the premise on its own, it's definitely not on our realm of interest from any one of us. Even the (laughs) romance expert, Miss Xenia, was like, no thanks. (laughs) Not my romance. Yeah. I mean, despite this series not really, uh, I guess, floating our boat necessarily, maybe after hearing this, you listener, this might be ticking some of your boxes. Maybe you want some romance if you're alive. Maybe, I don't know, you're also someone who actually works in like a law firm at the moment who's listening to our show. But maybe this piques your interest. So I don't know if you maybe watch it when it does come out later in the month. Maybe you can like let us know on our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram of how the show actually is. Because definitely from our end, we probably might just be sticking with the clips. But also, end of the day, just happy that Arden Cho, she is doing like more stuff this year. Yeah, again, let us know what you think about the show through our social medias. Hey, welcome to Asian Pop Nation here on Sin, where we not only play the latest Asian hits coming from across the globe, but we also have our amazing team members who just love to talk about all things Asian pop culture related and more. My name is Leisha, and the three songs that we played just now were the song titled Beautiful Night by Gaho, but we're moving along with two songs that were both by the artist Enamori, a Filipino-Japanese artist that we kind of wanted to highlight her album since we actually kind of picked it as our little album of the week, something we've never actually done before, but she is the very first installment of, I guess, us mentioning an album of the week. We have her song titled DBTWO, exclamation mark, which stands for Don't Blame the Wild One, which is also the name of the album that we're highlighting right now. The next song that we played, which is also by Ina Mori, is the song titled Talk Talk. And now you get to hear a little bit more about why this album was particularly picked, plus several more songs that we just really liked throughout the past two weeks right now actually so let's bring it to our little music expert tracy to talk through some of these incredible music picks hello everyone we are so sane and not loopy right now it's the last segment of the night this week we decided to do something a bit atypical 
Since last week, we did the Back to School special and we played a bunch of just old music that we liked from our school years. We played a lot of great OSTs from like the early 2000s. If you're curious, check the playlist out on our social medias. But plug aside, yeah, we decided since we're going back to what we usually do every week this week, which is play the hottest tracks 2022 that came out in the last month, we're just going to talk through and shed some light on some of our favorite tracks and appreciate the music. Starting with Purple Kisses Nerdy. This is just a really fun track because Purple Kisses are just a fun girl group. They're a girl group that comes from RBW, which is the cable company that gave us Mamamoo. And so typical of that company, they have pretty nice vocals, very R&B inspired. And their concept is kind of like quirky horror, or I like to describe it as a Halloween concept. So sometimes they try to do like genuine horror. And other times it's like Nickelodeon Teen Witch Horror. So this nerdy song is more on the Nickelodeon Teen Witch Horror side of things. It has this really delightful music video where they go to a broadcast station and they just um, mess with people with witchcraft for no reason. It's really nice. Um, It's very wholesome. They're great performers. Uh, Watch their performances of it if you're interested in like fun quirky girl groups and k-pop next thing i want to talk about is enna mori's album don't blame the wild one this is a fun album that just came out recently by filipino and japanese artist enna mori she has really good hooks this stuff is really like capital p pop i could listen to it it was like oh it really well produced and it like knocks the way a proper pop record should I like it, like it's sticky and it, nothing is too long, but she's not afraid to get weird. Probably going to play a few songs on her album, actually. She reminds me a lot of Scandi pop artists like, say, Sigrid or Aurora. I'm not sure if anyone else agrees with me, but that's the sort of vibe she gives, like sort of electronic, but not like dubstep, but like bouncy electronic production. Next thing I want to talk about is DPREN. Now, I was hoping that Lee would be able to talk about this DPRE-N album with me. Oops, I didn't listen to it. But she didn't listen to it. <laughs> uh, she didn't listen to it, but that's okay. Uh, DPRE-N, notably, is Australian. Is his name actually Ian? No, it's Christian. It's, it's Christian. The last three letters. But yeah. Why did he call himself Ian? Then? Uh, or, uh, that's fine to me ian is a dude in a sweater vest but you know dpr ian (laughs) isn't a dude in a sweater vest he's like a like a like bedraggled hair hand on face sort of you know like you describe him kind of like dark you know uh the The, new batman movie the new batman movie (laughs) yeah that one you know yeah he is good looking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right lee <laughs> he's a good looking young man who used to be a k-pop star but now is a cool indie so, r&b world person yeah, Dream, very strapping young lad indeed so his album is called mood swings into order and there's a lot of songs here referring to like insanity and like emotional distress yeah i literally heard it playing in a shoe store today <laughs> I was like, what? Oh my God, they're literally playing the KRB album of the week. Did it make you emotional trying on new shoes while Uh, listening to his music? Like, were you getting dark thoughts as you were putting on those cute penny loafers? No, but I was Uh. like, huh, nice. (laughs) Um, My favorite track 
from this is Mr. Insanity. Mm. It kind of sounds like a weekend track, I would say. Uh, it's just a very funny track to me. Um, wow. it, it starts with this girl being like, darling, darling, don't shoot yourself in the foot again. And then the first line of the like, sung line is him uh-huh. going, darling, darling, I shot myself in the foot again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a TikTok being waiting to happen. It's, uh, yeah. I think DPI, he must have some humor about his image. Oh, yeah. Um, it also has this great line where he's like, Oh, you know, this girl thinks she's an angel, but he's like, "Where are the wings? Where are the wings?" And it's—I it, don't know. It's just that sounds. That sounds kind of um. It's pretty upbeat. Yeah, it's like very yeah, like, strangely upbeat. Wacky, wacky emo. Like if emos had fun, yeah, um, it would be DPR Ian. Like, yeah, it's like it's like seeing Batman dance in the club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you um, don't think about that image when you think of Batman. Vengeance. Yeah. Vengeance. Yeah, I watched it last night. It was good. But anyway, like, listen, Tracy, I was looking through the music list and I found an interesting song because the title was the name of a poem I really like. Uh, Do not go gentle <laughs> into that good night. Wow, really? That Do one, not yeah. Go gentle into that yeah, good I love night. I love that poem so much that I straight up printed it out and I've stuck it on my wall. Luckily for you, this song actually contains a recitation of this poem. Like, at yeah, the, like, the it does. The first 40 seconds is just reciting this poem yeah and this is a really nice song from a really nice ep called do not go gentle into that good night too yeah oh two just this yeah there's a first one there's the first one but i haven't listened to it but i have listened to the second one and i must say that for the second one it was an enjoyable listen um it has very nice beats especially Mm. this first track and just very satisfying rapping uh, there is actually a lyric video that the distributor Indigo Music has on, up on YouTube. So if mm-hmm. you're interested, just search up like just this. Do not go gentle into this good night on YouTube, and you'll be able to find it with full lyrics. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just got really nice beats, and like do not go gentle into that, that first that title track has like this really nice arpeggio that sounds mm-hmm. almost harp like, and you're like nodding, and it's just it's got good vibes. Like it's intense, but like. It's controlled, right? It's like a mm. it's a consistent. I could cook listening to this song. Yeah, I imagine like, if you're actually Korean, um, it would knock hard for you as well. Yeah, this would be awesome. Like if I listen to this while making my fried rice, my fried rice would taste a lot better than usual. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. just this is uh, had a bit of a spotty track record lately among like the KK pop heads. He did some NFT stuff and oh, he also tried singing, which actually might have earned him more ire. Like, you know that series, which ah. was like Dingo Killing Voice? No, I don't know that one. Leisha knows. It's just like a series that pop singers sing a medley of their greatest hits. Oh. So just this to, I think to promote this album, went on that. And he's a rapper, so he doesn't sing, mm-hmm. but apparently he can't sing. And so he just sang like a medley of Korean ballads. Mm-hmm. But like songs to kill on like old yeah. ballad singers. Damn. was like, Dude, what the heck? <laughs> Why would you do this? This is weird. <laughs> this is weird, bro. They were like, what? Like, you expect people to be like, oh my God, he can sing. Like, maybe that was the reaction they wanted. But yeah, it was just like. No, let the man experiment. Yeah, but like this album is actually, I, I quite liked it. Uh, I went into it not knowing anything about just this. And it's like good, good grooves, good head noddy stuff. Yeah, I'm literally listening to it right now, actually, as we're recording this, like, I'm grooving. Yeah, if you want to get on those vibes, listen to the Justice EP. Yes. 
Now, those were definitely three amazing tracks that we played just now here on Asian Pop Nation. Let's just go through them right now. We first played the song titled Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night by Justice featuring Kwa, Don Malik, and Gong Gong Gu 9009. We then played the new song to come out of DPR Ian with his new song titled Mr. Insanity, which comes from his new album Mood Swings Into Order. Fun fact, DPR in general are coming to Melbourne in December, so if this was your little reminder, you're welcome by the way, but be sure to check the details online about that. Super excited about that news. Moving along, we finally then played the song titled In My Bag by Ron Hugh with Toby Liu, which actually comes from Ron Hugh's new album titled Boy of the Year. All of these songs were actually picked because we talked a little bit about them just now on our show, and we're actually going to be continuing our song conversations right now. So let's cut to the clip right now. Uh, last two songs I want to talk about... Wait. Warren Hughes. Oh, Warren Hughes. Yeah, you guys skipped that freaking JP. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just mentioned yeah. it. I was just so excited about this song. Lee, yeah. the floor is yours. <laughs> Enthuse about Warren Hugh. Oh, yes, my. <laughs> um, yeah, I did not listen to DPR In's new album because I was listening to Warren Hugh. I was spamming his new album called Boy of the Year. Very upbeat, so fun. I love it so much. I've never like liked more than like two songs from an album before, so this is god damn. Anyways, <laughs> Warren Hugh, he's like a I think he's 20 year old from Jakarta and he's a rapper. Yeah, it's very fun. And some songs. One of my favorite ones is In My Bag, and it's with Toby Lou. If you guys know, he does like like very lo-fi rap things i don't know but like that- anime girl study beats sort, sort of, sort of. but then he raps onto it oh so not like lo-fi but like rap like chill beats chill rap yeah okay amazing i love it um another one run away with me so good it's like very like upbeat rap i have no idea how to describe these songs but they're just so good and okay word jade and boy of the year boy of the year starts off like really slow like the first time i listened to it i only listened like 20 seconds in i was like i hate this but i listened to it again and it turns into like this really really fun upbeat like he starts seeing it's like it's lit i love it (laughs) what sort of emotions does it inspire in you um i usually walk my dog while i listen to him so it makes me want to run good makes stuff me happy and he's like calling himself boy of the year so he's like cocky so it makes me like damn i need to gas myself up like he does but yeah but also boy of the year also sounds a bit like like it's saying like girl of the month it's like this sort of dig at how like people only care about celebrities for like two minutes and then they find a new celebrity to worship like that was read i had but then again oh. i'm like a pessimist probably or whatever and oh. <laughs> maybe he's just like boy of the year like he, yeah he's like the goat or whatever good stuff moving on last two last two ginger root do you know ginger root john paul no i don't who are they ginger root aka cameron Lou, is an american musician and he mostly makes stuff which he calls aggressive elevator soul and he huh? actually <laughs> aggressive elevator soul is how he describes his own genre and he gets a lot of love in like city pop circles oh interesting 
Yeah, his stuff is like aggressively vintage. It's even EQ'd to sound a little bit like it's coming from a tinny sort of vintage uh-huh. car speaker a bit. And if you watch the music videos, also very vintagey. Yeah. <gasps> oh, which wait, is I definitely, just searched off this guy. I've which seen is definitely, this dude before. Which I'm like, definitely oh, in JB's realm, yeah. which is why Tracy like very it. good yeah. note to us. JP first. Oh, Tracy, in you know me well. Realm. Yeah. <laughs> I put this song by the way. Yeah. Oh, Alicia, yeah. you know who you are. Dude, I, I, I just put the oh. song because Greg posted about it on Instagram. So um, my leeway was more uh, less on the exploring realm. Just like, oh, wow, an artist I like likes this song too. Cool. Wow. And I was like, nice song. Put it out. And then I was like, oh my God, Tracy, the music expert also likes this song. I'm validated for my. Yeah, man, he's got VHS vibes. So he's like a whole multimedia sort of artist dude. Like uh-huh. he does his own MVs and he like has his own family like starring them and stuff. It's really wow. cool actually. Yeah, I looked about him that. when I was like going through a very heavy city pop phase and Loretta would come up constantly on the recommended. And I was like, okay, I'll click on it. And I was like, oh, this is fun. And uh-huh. later when I heard a song of his called Juban District and that was good. Um, so yeah, I just have my eye out for Ginger Root. He's just doing his own thing. He's doing it well in his own little corner of the universe. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Rina Sawayama is the last song of the night I want to talk about because Rina Sawayama uh, deserves to be talked about. She is truly one great pop artist. Yes. I like her a lot. Icon. Agree. Legend, queer, amazing artist. Please tour. I need to see you. I mean, she already did tour, but not anywhere nearby. <laughs> Me, please tour nearer, closer. Yes, I guess true. what she has in common with Ginger is that she has a really defined visual aesthetic. Like she has good taste in like visual stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Hold the Girl is a interesting track because it's like this big ballady sort of earnest pop track, but it also has this, I guess you would call it a UK garage beat. Like, you know, No Tears Left to Cry by Ariana Grande, that sort of vibe where it comes in like halfway through and you're like, oh, this is a dance track. With this one, like the dance track comes in like um, ten seconds in, and then it like leaves, and then the second the second half is mainly just like big swelling pop song. But yeah, it's really interesting. The MV came out for it recently. She's like dressed up in a period costume, and she basically is this bedridden girl who keeps on trying to escape from a house, but she keeps like getting pushed back by like the wind, and eventually she escapes and like they have a big dance off. I don't know. I think Zenia would like it. It's like whimsical and has period costume in it. <laughs> Hold again. Uh, Hold the girl by Rina Sawayama. All right, going to listen to it now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's. Um, you know, that's just a selection of the songs that we've picked for this week. We usually have 30 to 40 songs every week, maybe even more this week. Uh, but, you know, hopefully you enjoyed us talking about these songs. If you want us to talk more about the music, let us know. We are, after all, a music show. And maybe let us know which one of these songs you enjoyed the most. Uh, you know, not just the songs we talked about, but the songs on the run sheet for this week. We are Asian Pop Nation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Greetings to everyone who is listening to our show right here, right now on Asian Pop Nation, whether live on air or on our podcast. It's Leisha here, the executive producer of APN, who is here to fill you in on all the songs that you heard just now. We firstly played the song titled AOU by Elio Mote, before moving along with the song titled Signs by Iso, and lastly, we played the song titled Change, Disappear, 
by Cornelis featuring Mei Ihara. Now, I hope that you guys enjoyed those songs that we played just now. Maybe not just those songs that we played just now, but if you have been listening to our show for a extended period of time tonight, I hope you guys enjoyed our full show that we had in store today. We not only took a moment to just highlight some of the songs that we really enjoyed in the past two weeks or so, but we also had quite a lot of fun conversations in regards to Singaporean-inspired baby names, as well as some new shows and films that have hit our radar, such as Bullet Train, Partner Track, and Miss Marvel. We, of course, had a lot of really fun conversations just scattered in between. And yeah, I guess thank you so much for listening to our show tonight and for joining not just myself here, but our team tonight of Xenia, Lee, Tracy, and JP. And before we say goodnight, we of course gotta be playing a couple more songs here and there, starting with the song titled Evening, I know very appropriately titled, by Wuju featuring Big Naughty. Remember, you can always tune into Asia Foundation every Tuesday from 8pm onwards right here on Sin. And for bonus content, you can always follow us at Asia Pop Nation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And listen to our Asia Pop Nation podcast available anywhere and everywhere you stream your podcast. Good night, everyone, and I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. Thank you.